Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Monday, April 3rd, 2023. Get you in here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickstheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up with us over on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. We've been profitable here. We've been profitable there. So if you're with us in both places, you're double profitable. All the profits everywhere in baseball. It's the way we like to do it. But even if you're not there, still thrilled that you're watching here. Remember, sports are unpredictable, so discussion on the show projects a typical game. It does not try to forecast it to a T. That would be a foolish and a possible goal. We'll take a long-term view on here. And don't get distracted. When a starting pitcher gives up three runs before he gets a single out, and then the other team doesn't score a single run the rest of the game and we lose. I, I, just making up a random scenario there. Um, those things tend to balance out in the long run, but are hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand the good and bad variance will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, any idea what I'm talking about here? No, I, I'm just... I just forgot the first inning that that Braves game happened. I, don't, I think they won one to nothing. Yeah, a nail biter, good pitcher's duel. I, you know, if if you had told me before the game that the Braves would not allow a run after the first inning, I guess the Nats would be like, "Great, we've got this one." <laughs> Right, but the, you know that's the weird thing about it, and obviously Schuster's got a lot of potential. Uh, just could not get going there to start off in that game. No. Uh, but then the rest of the game played out exactly with thought. Again, we always talk about the good and bad variants. We're going to get some really good lucky things. We're going to get some bad luck things. Uh, it's been insanely profitable so far. It's been a great start of the season. Uh, but that sort of stuff happens, and all you can do is just kind of laugh and shrug and move on to the next one, uh, because there were a lot of great winners on Sunday. Uh, obviously, took that one in, in the chin, but still looking like a profitable Sunday. So far, unless we, we're recording this Sunday afternoon, unless weird things happen, we'll have another profitable Sunday after a great Saturday. Uh, so, so good things all around to start up the season. Uh, it, it, Jake, you are in a new location, uh, yes. back down to the basement. You've got yeah, a nice little wheel of fortune. Yeah, a little wheel of fortune background there. People can see behind. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll spin the wheel, and that'll be the team we talk about that day. We'll, we'll have a little fun there. You see me? I, I've got nothing behind me. Usually, I got like a little figurines back here. Uh, and, and posters, but uh, you know, we, we packed everything up and, and we're moving. So uh, this might be either today or tomorrow will be the last show in this house before we move out. So uh, I, people might get a little whiplash here with both of us having different backgrounds of what people have been used to seeing. I don't know what, what people are going to think about this, you know? Got to keep it fresh, new sports season, new location. I mean, not, no promises always moving around, but worked out for this one. Yeah, I hope I hope that that's not the way it goes in the future. I hope eventually life can settle down and we don't, we don't do that. Uh, but anyway, got five great games to cover here for you on Monday's slate. But some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Under A grade moneyline plays, it'll return four units. That is the risk plus win or profit amount will equal four, so that we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. Again, this way we don't have to consider two-thirds of a unit, three-quarters of a unit. We don't have to try to make that call ourselves. We just say, hey, we're going to make the risk plus win add up to 
whatever number we're picking. And that way it kind of does the math for us. We don't have to think too hard. I like to take the thinking out of it if possible. Uh, you know, you get decision fatigue. You don't make so many decisions, right? So that way you don't have to think about it. You just, whatever the math tells you, B grades are going to return three units. C grade plays return two units. Let's get to it. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Got a couple day games here on Monday. A few teams, I guess, with home openers. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun here. 2 p.m. Eastern. Mets at the Brewers. Should start us off with an A grade play here on the Mets. Plus 105. Model says it should be Mets minus 125. They win this 55, 56% of the time. I think the wrong team is favored in this one. The Mets have a massive advantage offensively. Uh, Bullpen-wise, probably pretty even. You know, the, the Mets and the Brewers both have decent bullpens. Obviously, with Diaz in there, it's a different story. Of course, the Brewers, before they traded Hayter, different stories. Both, both bullpens are decent. With regards to starting pitching, Freddie Peralta is a better pitcher, but I'm not sure how much better he is than Carlos Carrasco. The model has him pretty close that it's much, much closer than the difference between these two offenses. The Mets offense just really good and the Brewers offense very met. They got to some Cubs pitchers, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a different world here against the Mets. Total in this one is eight and a half. Model says 8.8, so pretty well priced. Should be a closed roof day according to my projections. Love the Mets here though in the afternoon. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, I absolutely love the Mets here. I think that lineup has five, five and a half-ish hitters that are just deadly with Escobar, Marcelo, Lindo, and then uh, Nemo or Tana adding in. It's, I think they are very scary going through that. I mean, and Peralta can be very, very good, but he can also get beat up real quick. And I, I don't, I've got a different opinion of the Brewers. I don't really like him. I, I think it, they're not that good. I think they're going to, especially with their closer being out or hurt. And your and your eyes, yours being hurt too for their offense. It's just hmm. I think the wrong team is favored big time here, and I think it's the Mets are an easy easy win. And we've seen that with this Brewers team, right? Urias is out for, I think, about six weeks-ish or so is what it sounds like. We saw it last year. I believe it was a Dames went out, and their offense just tanked. And that's the thing with this Brewers offense. They just don't have a lot of depth. And so it's like if one guy goes out, that offense goes from respectable to pretty bad. And the model has them with Urias out overall um, – yeah, about a third of a standard deviation below league average, which isn't really what you want for a team that, that's hoping to win the division, hoping to make a playoff run. Obviously, they've got two fantastic starters at the top of the rotation, but the offensive depth has been the issue with this Brewers team for the last couple of years, and it still is now. And like, so that's the main difference between these two teams right now is that the Mets offense is just light years ahead of the Brewers. I'm like, yeah, wrong, wrong team favored. Mets a great play to kick us off here. Also in the afternoon, 4.10 p.m. Eastern, Giants at the White Sox to grab the road team again here at plus 120 with a B-grade pick. This is Anthony DiSclefani and Michael Kopech. Both pitchers the model thinks are a little bit below average. Both pitchers just very mad, pretty even. Model gives DiSclefani a slight edge, but I'm not really high on either guy. Both offense is very average. Right now with Liam Hendricks out, I've got the Giants bullpen as better, especially the back end of the Giants bullpen. If they have a lead, they've got a couple guys at the back end that are pretty good according to the model. So the model says this is pretty much a coin toss game. So plus 120 is a pretty solid investment. It says it should be White Sox minus 106. The Giants win this 48 or 49% of the time. Again, close enough to a coin toss that plus 120 makes a lot of sense. Weatherwise, it's going to be a chilly day in Chicago, low 50s. Wind blowing in, starting at about 7 miles an hour, closing around 10 miles an hour. 
Chilly conditions, wind blowing in. The model loves the under in this one. Projects a total of 7.1. The total I'm seeing out there are 8 and 8.5. Eight and so you have a game where, again, I'm not really that high on either starting pitcher, but these offenses are just okay. And when you have – the hitters will have a slight edge, but I think that edge is going to be more than taken away with the cold weather and the winds blowing, and that ball is not going to carry whatsoever. So definitely a, an interesting look here to go with the under. And also, again, the road team, if you're getting these type of odds at a coin toss game, it's going to provide us good value day in and day out. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, like I, I don't know if this is all in my head or not, but it just seems like the Giants always do better with less – like they're better, they have less talent on the roster, and the White Sox yeah. are the opposite, where they have more talent and do less with it. Like I, I don't know, it just always feels very disappointing from their end, and I think that's what's going to happen here. I, I don't like Kopic. I think uh, Discovani has shown flashes of it, like especially what last not last year, but like twenty twenty one had two years ago. Good. I think last year he was mostly hurt. Yeah. So I, th- I think if he gets it right going, I think this Giants offense can be very good. They, they can really show up. I mean, yeah, Yaz, I don't really know how to say his name. And then Conforto and Peterson can really put it on you if they, if they're on. I just, and the White Sox bullpen seems to let them down. And that's what happened with the Astros in this series. It feels like every time their starters were doing good enough and the bullpen just let them down. Don't think that cha- it's not going to change much here. And I think the Giants are a smart play. And, and of course, the Giants offense was really boosted with the addition of Carlos Correa for all of, you know, 12 hours. I don't I don't know how long, yeah, a couple days. It wasn't very long. Uh, that was a, such a wild saga uh, there. But, yeah, I think uh, you make a good point here. We've got Kopech almost a full standard deviation below league average, according to sideline. So it's basically a situation where the model agrees with you and Disclafani. I think the model's a little bit down on him because of the injuries last year and the up and downs, but you're, you're absolutely right. And both these guys have had flashes. It's just that I'm not sure Kopech has, he was hurt a little bit last year too, I guess, but yeah, both of these guys could really be very mad, but you're right. The giants do always seem to get a lot out of a little, uh, A's kind of both Bay area teams. I think are like that. The A's have been kind of like that too. Of course, the difference is the A's are usually working with even less <laughs> than the giants are working with. They somehow get, they somehow get 65 wins out of a team that should get 40, you know, which I guess is a still an accomplishment, but, uh, <laughs> The, the period seems overperforming uh, to the evening games here. 740 Eastern Blue Jays at the Royals. You take the Blue Jays here at minus 130 as an A grade play. You've got Jose Barrios versus Brady Singer. Singer's the better pitcher on this one. So we're fading the better pitcher, but it's not really that different than what we talked about, say, in the Rangers Phillies game on Saturday where we were talking about Eovaldi and Wheeler. And I said that, you know, Wheeler's a better pitcher, but that doesn't mean that's the side you automatically want to take. Brady Singer's the better pitcher. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure how much better, but he's definitely the better pitcher. The issue is the Blue Jays relievers are better than the Royals relievers and the Blue Jays offense is light years better than the Royals offense. This Royals offense is one of the worst in baseball. They play in a more hitter friendly ballpark. So we're going to get some runs from them, but offensively, they are nothing. This Blue Jays team should light it up offensively. They're going to get to Singer. I'm not sure how much, because Singer is a good pitcher, but whenever Singer's done and they get to that rest of that Royals bullpen, the Blue Jays offense should score a lot of runs. They are really good in a hitter-friendly ballpark. In a hitter-friendly day, it's going to start off with this one at 80 degrees, which is pretty crazy for April the 3rd. Going to close this game around 70 degrees. Winds will be blowing out to left center or to left field as the end of the game 
double digit miles per hour to start still close to 10 miles an hour to finish. This is a going to be a very hitter friendly game for April. It's not going to be hitter friendly compared to the summer. We will see some games at Kaufman with the wind blowing out at hundred degrees and the ball is going to just fly. But relatively speaking for all these early season games, this is maybe the most hitter friendly conditions we've seen yet with again, slightly warmer day for April wind blowing out great blue Jays offense model projects 9.1 runs model would go over Eight and a half. And again, a great play on the Blue Jays model says they should win this 61% of the time. And the correct price should be Blue Jays minus 159. Jake, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, look, I'm all over with what sideline's saying. I really like the over. That's probably my favorite play just because the weather is perfect for it. Like hot-ish and blow it out. It's going to be good. This Blue Jays offense is deadly at all levels. Maybe Merrifield's got a little bit of revenge. I'm not exactly sure what he has to be mad about, but uh, maybe he's just mad. Maybe less revenge and more about like just want to put on a show for the fans that, you know, yeah. the 12 fans in Kansas City that, that rooted for him, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's sold out day. Uh, but I just think they are loaded and they're going to really take advantage. Once Singer gets out of there, it's, it's going to be bad. Um, not too sold on uh, Blue Jays pitcher either. I think he. Uh, Barrios is I don't know like it, I can't really make up my mind on him but I think the Royals get one or two off of him so we just need a handful out of uh, out of the Blue Jays which I think is more than likely and we're good to go yeah, and if you play team totals, this is definitely a Blue Jays team total over that I would definitely be interested in as well. Uh, I, I'm with you with Barry. It's just very mad. Model has him at basically league average, so he's not anything special. If he's facing a tougher offense, I'm definitely much more concerned, and I'm pretty sure we'll fade Barrios a lot this season because when he faces a better offense, it'll be different. It's just I don't think this Royals team is very good. We faded them all, all season so far, and they've yet to win a game. The thing about – Early on, and I've talked with a couple of people about this, we're playing way more favorites than I would have expected. Last season, I'm pretty sure the first month of the season, we were like two-thirds dogs. And of course, we did take two dogs early in the show, which, which is which is fun. But just taking a ton of favorites has worked really well. And I think part of the reason my hypothesis would be, I wonder if teams are a little bit more, I don't want to say overtly tanking, but kind of just not trying as much. And if some of these bad teams are a little bit worse than the books realize, and I think the Royals would fall squarely in that category of a team that just is not, a, like the, the books are thinking they're going to be bad, but I don't think quite realize, think they realize just how bad they are. And that's where, again, I'm going to keep fading the Royals here because this offense, again, they're going to score runs in that park, but overall the Royals just aren't that good. They got a couple of good pitchers. And that's about it. They're just really bad. It's almost like they've already passed the trade deadline and traded away all the good players. So they don't have anyone even left. I think there's a handful of teams in that boat that are just not very good, you know, in the world's, I think, would be one of them. So uh, going to fade them here with an anchor pull on the Blue Jays. I like the over, Jake. You love the over on this one as well. 745 Eastern. Braves at the Cardinals got a C grade play here on the Braves backing Charlie Morton against Jake Woodford massive pitcher discrepancy here in favor of Atlanta with regards to Morton as almost a full standard deviation better than league average Woodford almost full standard deviation below league average with regards to the offense both of them are very good. 
With regards to the bullpen, Braves bullpen, one of the best in the big leagues. Cardinals bullpen pretty good. Again, aside from that opening day, whatever the heck that was with the Blue Jays, that was a weird game. Other than that, though, uh, Cardinals bullpen pretty good too. But I mean, the Braves will have the edge in the bullpen. The Braves will have the edge with Morton. Offensively, it's a wash. It's on the road. But I think the Braves minus 120, not a bad investment. Model says it should be Braves minus 119. So only a C grade. If this drops to minus 115, it gets to a B grade. Even, you know, maybe, maybe minus one anything, one, one something gets to a B grade. So C plus grade, we'll call it here. Braves are a pretty smart pick here. They did, again, lose the Sunday game, but otherwise they've been, for the most part, rolling pretty well. Um, Cardinals looking good so far. We backed them three times, one, two of the three, so we've been profitable on them as well. It's just, again, the massive discrepancy here with regards to the starting pitcher, to me, tells the whole story. Total on this one's eight. Model says eight. Pretty nice day weather-wise. Wind blowing maybe slightly out, slightly across. Pretty strong. No real total edge that I can find Uh Jake, the Braves are your team, so I'm expecting some hard-hitting analysis here from you about your Braves. Look, offensively, I think these teams are almost a wash. Like, and they do it in different ways, but there's not much to pick apart in the differences there. Um, I do think the new rules, especially with how the base running stuff is going to work, really makes Acuna much more valuable than he was. And and Harris. Yeah, Harris too. As long as he gets on base, he's yeah. – that's ah, sorry. But the, I think the difference is pitching, right? The bullpen, not, not as big of a gap, but the starting pitching is a huge gap. Morton should yeah. be good, ready to go. Um, and I don't think – I don't – like I don't, just don't think Woodford's – this is a bad scenario for Woodford. He's going to get some very good starter where he's not going to have a lot of room for error in a Braves lineup that can really – I, I mean, you saw it in the first game. They put up seven runs and had, what, two extra base hits. And then yeah. the next game, lead off of back-to-back home runs. They, they can do it in a variety of ways. I think it's going to be scary at times, and then you'll have times like today where they just forget the score. Uh, so hopefully we don't get that game. Hopefully we get the seven runs and not have to worry about what the Cardinals are doing. Yeah, and it, it's like we talked about at the top, right? Just sometimes these weird things like that happen. Uh, the Braves, I think, grounded into like four double play balls or something like that. They had runners on the whole game. And and that's the kind of the, the part of the model really in take you under the hood, more or less ignores how many runs the team scores and looks at the components of how the players are doing. Because we know historically there's mountains and mountains of evidence on this that says every team is going to have games like that where they get one or two guys on every inning and it's spread out. And then you're going to have times where they bunch up and that's just random. There's no skill involved in that. It's just the way it goes. So really the model's looking at, are you getting on because the, the currency of this game is out? Are you not making outs? And when you're getting on, are you doing it for extra base hits? It really just boils down to that. And you're going to have these weird games where it just kind of spreads out and you don't have it. And you have weird games where it's going to bunch together it all comes out in the wash in the end. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we get one of the bunched up days. Those are more fun. Uh, it's that good to bad variance that, that we always talk about. Jake, I have a question for you. As someone personally who's owned Charlie Morton Fantasy Baseball, Dynasty Baseball for the last couple of years, he has started slow the last couple of years, but by the end of the season, really gotten it going. Do you think that he's going to start off slow this year again? Do you think it's age-related? Last year, you might have a little bit of the broken leg from the World Series the year before. What, what is your take? I, I, I'm putting you on the spot. We haven't talked about this before, but I'm just curious your take on Charlie Morton because I just remember him struggling, and then when he was on fire, he was like an auto back, it seems like, because he was so dang good. What's your take on Charlie Morton? I think a lot of it is age. 
with that, um, last year I think it was more the injury than not. Mm-hmm. It's just it takes a little bit to get the get that old joint shoulder, you know, shake off some of the, the rust and everything. Um, they also had a shorter postseason, so much by dis- disappointment uh, last year. So a little more time to work. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a top form here, but I think he's going to be a little bit better uh, than he has been. And part of that, I think, is also uh, just still a term from the NBA, load management, right? They don't want him trying yeah. awful hard and all that. I think it's at the end of the year, like, yeah, that's when we want you to go in the first few games here, yeah, whatever. And, and of course, the, the Braves have so many arms in the bullpen – they could just have him go five innings and turn it over to everybody else, and it's no big deal. I mean, they've got they've got so many arms. Uh, and, and of course, the other thing too is last year we had the shortened spring training, and so I definitely think last year I give him a pass for sure because with the shortened spring training coming off the injury, that sort of thing. I'm hoping it, we always assume the best around here because we assume that coaches are smart, we assume the players are smart. It doesn't always work that way, but we try <laughs> to, right? You have to hope. I mean, I know Charlie Morton's a really smart guy. He's a real responsible guy. There's jokes from Astros Twitter lore of, you know, when all the guys are partying that Charlie Morton's like, you know, hey, we've got to wake up at 6 a.m. for the World Series parade tomorrow and everyone else is partying, you know? So, I mean, there's, there's all those jokes about about yeah. him being a real serious guy. You have to hope that he he's, he knows the slow starts happening and he's done everything he can to prep for that, normal spring training, et cetera. So, I, I, I'm like you. I think he'll be okay. I think we may not see seven innings from him. But, again, yeah. I'm not worried about that with the bullpen. But I, I did think it was worth talking about because I know that I'm not the only one who knows about the slow starts. And so I thought that was a point worth addressing. Either way, even if he isn't on his game, he's – Oh, I, maybe a little bit. I, I'm not really sure how the prices work on these. Like, and I try to always say, like, I can only build my model and say what I think. I don't know what other people are thinking. No. Um, I will say, even if he's not on his game, I still think he's a better pitcher than John Woodford. So either way, I still think we've got a pitching edge, which gives us a good shot to win this at these short odds. Uh, to the late games, 9.40 p.m., Angels at the Mariners. I think the Mariners minus 140. Another C grade pick here. Models should be Mariners minus 136. So again, a, another C plus play really close to that B grade. Minus 135 would get it to a B according to the parameters I've set forth in the model. 3 and 0 with the Angels. We faded them on opening day against Otani one, backed them the next two, and they've won the next two, assuming this holds. Right now it's the eighth inning and they're up 6 nothing. So I'm assuming that they're going to hold on. If, if they don't, then I don't – no one tell me. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've done really well with the Angels here. Issue is you get to the Mariners and Marco Gonzalez aside, who – isn't very good. And we've talked about that and I don't quite understand it. But other than that, the Mariners have so many good pitchers and we're down to the fourth starter, fifth starter. I don't even know for the Mariners how deep we are in them. And they're throwing George Kirby, who's like, would be a top three starter on just about every team. He's a full standard deviation, better than league average. And that's where the Mariners have a huge edge here. Not that Detmers is bad. He's league average. And for the back end of the rotation guy, Detmers is totally fine to have there. It's just, he's going to normally be matched up against guys who are also equally mediocre and not against a guy like George Kirby. That's where the Mariners win this game, in my opinion. They've got a huge edge with regards to the starting pitcher. Bullpens as well. You're talking about the Mariners having a top five bullpen potentially in baseball. Obviously, you've talked, it's kind of the same suspect as last year, really. Guardians up there, Braves up there, right? Mariners up there as well. Great bullpen. Angels bullpen, not great. Angels do have an edge offensively, but it's not as big as I think people realize. I have this Mariners offense as above average by a decent bit, still behind the Angels. Angels offense does project to be pretty good. But the big edge pitching is so much better for the Mariners than the edge the Angels have on offense. 
add in the game location in Seattle. Mariners are a smart play here. I want a better price, but I think the Mariners are a good investment either way. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm playing A, B, and Secrets, playing all of them because I think uh, what we saw last year was all the grades profited every single one. So it's just, I'm just tearing them a little bit different just so I have more, you know, a game I can invest a little more in of my of my mental energy, but otherwise, I think all the plays are good plays. I think the Mariners are good play. I'm just not as excited about minus 140. I, it's worth a play, but I, I want it. I want it minus 135. I want it minus 130. That's what I'm starting to get excited. The more it comes down, uh, total on this one seven and a half. Model says 8.4. Again, Mariners above average offense against an average pitcher. Angels offense really good and their bullpen being so bad model expects more runs than normal, especially the Mariners getting out of the series of playing the guardians were more of the games, not Sundays, but more of the games were lower scoring with all the good pitching involved. Now we're getting to a team with the angels where pitching is not their thing. So model would go over. And again, we like the Mariners here. Jake, tell us what you got. Yeah. Speaking of teams that seem to squander talent, uh, I just re- really think the Mariners are a great play here. They, they are very smart. And I'm there, you're right. Their offense is not getting enough credit. I mean, France yeah. and Rodriguez are very good, but even the rest of that lineup, wonder, like Suarez and uh, Colton Brown, I think was a good pickup. Yeah. They're, they're a very, very good team. Got a great bullpen, leaps and bounds <laughs> ahead of the Angels pitching. Uh, and, uh, like Kirby's been one of my favorite players since he's come up. He's just fun to watch. A lot of strikeouts. Very, very good pitcher. Uh, and then the Angels are already kind of beat up. <laughs> You've got uh, Stassi and Walsh that are out. You've got Rendon that's already day to day. So that that bodes well for him. Uh, I just, mm, I, I really like the Mariners here. I wish, wish you'd get a better price, but I, I, it's going to be rare, rare that I back the Angels. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoyed backing the Angels twice against the A's. And it's funny, I, I, it's hilarious. In, in the Discord, Cousin Jared was talking all, all offseason about how we were going to back the A's so much. And, and we haven't. Uh, again, it's really early in the season. But but this A's team is really bad. And so, yeah, don't mistake the fact that we had – I think I had an A and a B grade pick on the Angels here in, in Saturday, Sunday. Don't mistake that for the Angels. I've solved all the problems. The Angels are decent. They're not bad. Um I, I think there's a world where they compete for second place in the West. I think they can compete with the Mariners, but it's one of those where things need to go right for them. And I'm like you, like the pitching is just a big problem. The bullpen is a problem. Maybe they can obviously shore that up at the trade deadline because usually re- there's relievers out there to be had for the cheat. But as it is, this Angels team, like you said, just seems to squander a lot of talent. And uh, playing Oakland is a little bit different than playing the Seattle team that should finish second in the West. Who knows exactly how it'll play out, but they definitely have the talent. We backed the Mariners all season last year. I'm like, yeah, I feel like in general, if you just said Mariners angels, I'm like, oh, I'm probably just gonna be back to the Mariners. That's just the way it goes. The angels usually are overpriced and the Mariners yeah. are usually underpriced. So we're just, just going to roll with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would think with like Trout and Otani, it's like, man, it's going to be hard to find reasons to back. No, it's just, it's hard to find reasons because they're just not going to win as much as what, what they should with two generationally talented guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than that. It, it is, it's really blows the mind, but it, it happens every year, it seems like. Uh, that's all we've got for you today. Jake, any parting words for the viewer? Yeah. I'm a little sad that we get the last basketball game of the year happening and, just dang. And now I got to pay attention to the NBA to get basketball. It's not what I want to do. <laughs> Baseball's here, so we're already profitable in baseball, just like we were last year. So I like the money going in my pocket. Just not as fun for me. 
Yeah, the, and hey, as, as a reminder, viewer, if you are interested in the projection for the national championship game and my pick, I've already released that to uh, our, our honor roll students on Dub Club. We, we had fun with the naming of the tiers there. So that's already been released out there. So if you're interested, join us over on Dub Club. Again, that link's in the show description. Again, if you want all the other plays, either 10 games, that's where you're going to find them. Uh, hopefully we can keep on rolling, have another good week like this opening week was. But thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content that we provide on this channel. Drop right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more baseball betting tips. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.